And welcome into another episode of American Ag Today, produced by the American Ag Network. I'm your host, Jesse Allen. Well, first up here on the program, before we take a look at a few news headlines, we head back to the NAFB convention in Kansas City, Missouri, earlier this month, where I had a conversation with Eric Schurter of Corteva talked about a few different topics when we caught up during the show. Eric is uh, very much on top of the latest regulations from EPA and much more. And we had a a quick conversation, talked about a few things as we near the end of the year. Here is Eric Schurter of Corteva. Jesse Allen here at Trade Talk in Kansas City, talking now with Eric Schurter with Corteva. And uh, great to catch up with you, Eric. How are you, sir? Oh, it's been a great year, Jesse. I think as you look at, obviously, this is kind of one of the pinnacle. We got done harvest. It's an opportunity to share some of our findings today, and uh, what a great day it's been. Definitely. Well, let's talk a little bit about Enlist first, just to start. I know you, uh, you're you always watching a lot when it comes to product registration and uh, things of that nature with EPA, et cetera. As you look at Enlist, uh, what's anything major you're kind of watching right now as we wrap up the year, Eric? So uh, for a lot of your listeners out there, uh, well aware that we had a re-registration uh, amendment here back in January. We had some other modifications that w- took place with ESA, uh, Endangered Species Act. Uh, the great news is we're through all that and we're continuing to provide information to uh, the EPA and studies to hopefully get some of those other counties that we weren't able to get back right off the, off the bat. But we have certainty all the way out to 2029, which is a great spot for our farmers and applicators out there, knowing that they can rely on this technology for 2023 and many years to come. That's a big thing that I think a lot of growers are really, obviously, very concerned about but watching closely. Um, Product-wise, talk to me a little bit about some different things you're excited about. Uh, Cereals, I know, big for our Northern Plains folks. Uh, What's some of the things you're watching there? Yeah, so uh, as Corteva AgriScience, we've launched a lot of new products, Uh, new actives, and we've got several new products coming in through the pipeline. But when you stop and think about that cereal market, whether you're in the Dakotas, all the way out to P&W, or in the South, for that matter, in Texas, or the Mid-South, there's a lot of new products we've launched in the past three or four years, ranging from Wide R Match uh, to products like Tarzac and Resivant. You know, we're Wide R Match. Uh, is really that foundation broadleaf material. Uh, when you start getting the wheat market in general, we do a lot of custom tank mixtures. Uh, and that's why Water Match is such a great foundation for that. For some growers, they want more of that broad-based. And that's where like a product like Resivant, where you want grass control and broadleaf. So we've got a ton of new products coming that have just been recently launched, and we got some new ones coming down for those growers as well. Well, and I think, you know, when it comes to weed control and just so many different issues, you know, whether it's kochia in wheat or some of the different palmer in our corn, et cetera, there's so many different things now that we have to watch out for depending on what part of the country you're in. So having so many tools in the toolbox is, is huge, Eric. And that's one thing that doesn't change. I think, Jesse, from whether you're talking cotton in the south, wheat in the north, it's always about multiple modes of actions. Or how do we get, in the case in wheat, multiple sites of action in that group four. So we're not putting so much pressure on any one mode of action or any one site of action. Uh, I think history has repeated itself numerous times in the ag chem world where when we rely on only one thing and we do it over and over and over, we develop resistance. And we've seen it. Hopefully everybody's getting, uh, sees the value in multiple modes of action. Very true. If uh, producers want to learn more about all the different products in the lineup, I know, of course, Online, contact a local retailer, a lot of great ways to get more information, isn't there? As always, yes. When, when as you start to think about the fall season now, now's the time to be thinking about 2023, really preparing for that year. And that's where to go out to whether it's Enlist at www.enlist.com or uh, corteva.us. 
You can get all the information there. Talk to your local retailer. Talk to that trusted advisor in your operation. Uh, they can put you in touch with a lot of us. Eric, great to see you. Great to catch up with you for a few minutes here. I know it's a busy day, trade talk, and I'm sure we'll talk again uh, soon, but I'll let you go. Thanks so much for the time. Absolutely, Jesse. And again, that interview from the NAFB convention in Kansas City, Missouri, earlier this month, talking with Eric Schurter of Corteva. Well, let's take a look at a few other news headlines here throughout agriculture on today's program. U.S. President Joe Biden on Monday called on Congress to intervene to avert a potential rail strike that could occur as early as December 9th, warning of a catastrophic economic impact if railroad service ground to a halt. Biden asked lawmakers to adopt the tentative deal announced in September without any modifications or delay to avert a potentially crippling national rail shutdown and added that up to 765,000 Americans could be put out of work in the first two weeks alone. House Speaker Nancy Pelosi said lawmakers would take up legislation this week to prevent a catastrophic nationwide rail strike, which would grind our economy to a halt. On Monday, more than 400 groups called on Congress to intervene in the railroad labor standoff that threatens to idle shipments of food and fuel and strand travelers while inflicting billions of dollars of economic damage. A rail traffic stoppage could freeze almost 30% of U.S. cargo shipments by weight, stoke inflation, and cost the American economy as much as $2 billion per day by unleashing a cascade of transportation woes affecting U.S. energy, agriculture, manufacturing, health care, and retail. Biden said, quote, a rail shutdown would devastate our economy without freight rail. Many U.S. industries would shut down. Communities could lose access to chemicals necessary to ensure clean drinking water. Farms and ranches across the country could be unable to feed their livestock, end quote. Biden hailed a contract deal that includes a 24% compounded wage increase over a five-year period from 2020 through 2024 and five annual $1,000 lump sum payments. Workers in four unions have rejected the tentative deal, while workers in eight unions have approved it. The Association of American Railroads said congressional action to prevent a work stoppage in this manner is appropriate. No one benefits from a rail work stoppage, not our customers, not rail employees, and not the American economy. Biden said Congress should set aside politics and partisan division and deliver for the American people. Congress should get this bill to my desk well in advance of December 9th so we can avoid disruption. The Environmental Protection Agency this week is expected to finally propose renewable fuel volumes for 2023 and beyond, following months of delays. EPA has until Wednesday to propose RFS volumes under a consent decree with the ethanol industry filed in D.C. Federal District Court that extended by two weeks an earlier deadline. Now, the proposal by law was due over a year ago, and Renewable Fuels Association head Jeff Cooper says it won't be finalized now until next June. Part of this package is going to be the rules for 2023, and so we will again be in a situation where at least the first several months of the year, the marketplace will be flying blind a bit because we won't have final volumes from, from EPA. Still, Cooper's hopeful the proposed volumes for conventional ethanol and advanced biofuels will be robust. We've been very encouraged by what we've heard and what we've seen from this EPA, and, and specifically uh, this administrator, Michael Regan, has been very committed to getting the RFS back on track and restoring growth and integrity in the program. But still in question, will EPA raise the conventional ethanol target above 15 billion gallons, and will it recapture billions of gallons lost to illegal reductions and waivers in the Obama and Trump years? 
Well, we are out of time here on today's episode of American Act Today. Coming up tomorrow, more conversations from the NAFB convention in Kansas City, Missouri from earlier this month and more news of agriculture. This has been American Ag Today, produced by the American Ag Network. I'm Jesse Allen, wishing you a great rest of your day.